Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Well, good morning, church. Yeah. So did you get wet when you came in? Yeah, a little bit, eh? It's awesome for the church to come together and worship the Lord, right? What a great time. It's my third service, and every time I come in and I hear you worship, it's so motivating, it's so awesome just to hear the church worshiping the Lord. It's a taste of heaven. Looking forward for that day where we will worship the Lord in freedom, but at the same time, what a great privilege we have to come together, right, to worship the Lord. Awesome. So before we go to God's Word, I would ask you to stand, and we're just going to place ourselves before God. Father God, we thank you so much for this morning, for the privilege we have to come to you, to come into your courts and to praise and worship your name. And Father, what we also want is to hear your voice, to hear your word, and we say yes to what you want to say, and we say yes to what you want to place in our hearts. We thank you that there's no condemnation in you, but you come with a conviction to stir our hearts up so that we would um, respond to uh, your word, so that we would live out your word, and that's what we want. I just pray, Father, for your love and, and, your, and your word to come alive to each person here, especially our visitors, that you would touch them in a powerful way. And for us, all of us, Father, we want to hear something. We want to take a hold of the truth. So I pray that our hearts and mind would be uh, open to what you want to say and convey to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me grab a seat. Yeah, we're in this series called Unified. Actually, I'm going to wrap up the series uh, this, uh, this morning, um, we've talked about the call to be unified. And like I said before, I'm not having this uh, series because we're, disu- we're disunified. But the reason why uh, we are focusing on this is because if we want to see God at work, there needs to be unity. And uh, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to life in general, there's so much things that comes at us to create division and disunity. And what we want to focus on, we want to focus on unity because when we're unified, um, it's God's middle ground. This is where God moves when we're unified. When we're divided or we're not productive, we can't move forward, we can't do the work of the Lord, uh, we, we fight or we uh, actually brings us to a, a standstill. It brings us to live a life of status quo and we don't want to see that. And that's, what, that's not what God has in store for us. So to be unified is a huge thing, but... At the same time, it's not easy to be unified, right? Because you're dealing with other people with different characters, different background, different hurts, different history. And when it comes to the example of marriage, to walk in unity in marriage, it takes effort, right? There's things that you have to deal with. And there are some people just are nodding, yeah, absolutely. In any context when you deal with people, to preserve unity, to fight for unity is a big thing. And it, 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 when it comes to unity, like I just said, it's something that you got to work for. It doesn't come naturally. So I, I really believe that when we focus on unity and when we uh, see the importance of unity, it, it will create a place for God to move. So I know that we want to see God move in our lives, in our, in our environment, in our community, in our church, and in our relationships. And one of the things that we need to focus on is to be unified. So I just pray for the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts to remind us the importance of being unified. Amen? So what I'd like to focus on this morning is urgency brings unity. 
I really believe that when we take a hold of urgency, it brings unity. I believe that when urgency is in our hearts, when there's a call to do something, when there's a, a need before us, I really believe it brings us together. And if you look at the early church, how the church was born, uh, the early church was born with a sense of urgency. There was a calling upon the church. Actually, urgency called them to pray, brought them to pray. They came together in unison to pray because of urgency, because of the mission, because of the calling, because God was up to something. And I believe that God is up to something in my life, and I believe that God is up to something in your life. And one of the things that urgency does, it makes us do the things that we're supposed to do. And one of the things that urgency did, it brought the people together to pray. Also, urgency brought them to be generous and to give because of the cause. Another thing that you find is that it brought them to a place of community, believing and seeing that they needed each other. And at the same time, the, 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 the urgency and, and the sense of calling was so strong that they were willing to die for it. And also, you, you look at the name Christian, that means follower of Jesus, uh, follower of Christ, and they had this urgent desire to live like Jesus. So when you look at the early church, urgency was part of their DNA. Uh, they, they felt a call, there was a need, and they wanted, they wanted to respond to that call. So, so when you look at urgency, it's a huge topic. Urgency forces us and calls us to come out of our comfort zone. Have, have you ever been in a place where um, you got to do something, but it's not you, right? And you do it because it has to be done. It's like uh, the story of, uh, of, uh, of this, uh, this, this woman that is stuck in her car, and, uh, and there's a river, and there's a, there's, an over, there's a flood, and she's stuck in her car, and people, random people, are seeing her yelling and screaming, asking for help, and they come together, and they, uh, they, un they unify, and they throw this rope to, to help that lady, and what happened is that they, they help this lady out, and you have these people that are... Um, are, are uh, different from one another, but they, co they come together to, uh, to rescue that person. Or if, let's say, you would see someone walk in the traffic, going to face or walk in the traffic, and they're listening to music, or they're not conscious of their environment, if maybe you're timid in nature, um, I believe that you will yell out beyond your own personality. Like, I, I think that if you see someone heading in traffic, and you know he's going to hurt himself or herself, I don't think you're going to say, there's a car. Even though you're timid, I believe you're going to yell out, there's a car, ah! you're going to freak out, right? Because of the urgency, because something's going to happen. So, so urgency is important when it comes to life, because I can live my life coasting and pretend nothing is wrong and everything is peachy, or I can live my life with a sense of urgency. And if you look at the early church, they lived their life with a sense of urgency, uh, I believe that living without a sense of urgency causes us to mentally check out on our Christian walk. So if there's not a sense of urgency, what's the point? But I believe that urgency brings us together because we want to see something happen, because we want to see needs being met, because we want to see the progression of God's kingdom, because we want to see God flow. We come together because we have this in common. So, so when it comes to urgency... It's, it's, it, it challenges status quo. Really, it does. It challenges to settle. And, and I believe that if, uh, if we settle and if we uh, embrace status quo, we, we won't go forward. If a church actually 
buys in and status quo is going to die, or even a business, right, or an organization, if they, if they don't embrace urgency, like let's say a business doesn't embrace urgency, and it's just doesn't care about its customers, doesn't care about technology and advancing or getting their product better, it's going to die, right? It's the same thing when it comes to our faith. If there's not a sense of urgency inside of our hearts, then we just coast, we just live status quo. So urgency is a component that I need to think of, all right? Can you tell your neighbor that urgency brings unity? Urgency brings unity. I'd I'd like to... I'd like to read to you Luke chapter 5, a little snapshot of unity and urgency. Luke chapter 5, verse 17, it says, One day as Jesus was teaching, focus on the one day. You know, there's some people around us that it's their one day this morning, or it might be their one day next week. Everybody has a one day where God moves or God touches and God reveals himself to that person, and we can be part of that one day. It says, one day as Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat threw the tiles into the middle of, middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friends, a friend, your sins are forgiven. And if I, if I would read the whole text, the guy left with his bed under his arm. That's pretty cool, right? So he left healed. And uh, you look at this story here. We, we see unity and we see urgency. The first thing that you find in this story as, is that these guys realized or saw that Jesus was nearby. Like, Jesus is nearby. He's in Galilee right now. He's not, he, he's not in Jerusalem. He's not in uh, Judea. He's in Galilee. He, he's right here. He is next, next door. He's next street. He's, he's in our community. It's, he, he's right here. It, 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 it influenced them in what they did, right? Because Jesus was there. And, and so, so they had this urgent uh, revelation that Jesus was here, and at the same time, they saw this guy that they loved that was paralyzed. They said, Jesus, this guy, you know, Jesus that heals, Jesus that restores, because they heard about the story of Jesus. So they were caught up with the story of Jesus, and it brought them to do something about it. And you see, even in this verse, it says that Jesus had the power, the power of the Holy Spirit was upon him to heal the sick. So when it comes to our faith, Jesus is the same, right? Yesterday, today, and forever. He's able to do the impossible. And that's one of the things that we need to re- rekindle our flame in our hearts when it comes to the reality of Jesus in our midst. That Jesus is here. And sometimes we take him for granted and we forget that he's here. And he gave us this promise, never will I forsake you, never will I abandon you. So I think it should rock my world to know that Jesus is here. Instead of saying, I'm going to go back home, what's the point, right? Or instead of just thinking that you're doing life alone, you're not doing life alone. Jesus is nearby. I like the story of Bortemius outside of Jericho and Jesus is passing by. And I love this story. I like to preach on this story. Where he's blind, no hope, Jesus is passing by, and he yells, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And they tell, they tell him to be quiet, but he yell even stronger because Jesus was passing by. And the thing is, Jesus said he's with us. So I need 
to remember that, whatever I face. I need to remember that I'm not in this life alone. Jesus is nearby. And actually, knowing that Jesus is nearby, knowing that Jesus is here, pushes you to do things that you've never done before, right? Look at these four guys. They were caught with the, fu- with the fact that Jesus was there, but they were also caught with the fact that they had a friend that was paralyzed. They were caught by his needs, you know? And they probably have themselves needs, right? Probably issues. No one has it perfect, right? They probably had issues. And sometimes the best way to deal with our hurts is to help other people. Sometimes we're so caught up with our things, we forget that there's a dying world or there's some people that really, really need our help, right? So what happened for them is that they were focused on this guy that was on this stretcher, and they were caught up by him. You see, there was this crisis or there was this urgency, and it unified them to bring this guy before Jesus. So they got together and said, Jesus is nearby. This guy needs help. Jesus heals, Jesus restores, so let's get him to Jesus. Unity, unity when you face urgency, right? Urgency brings unity. And not only that, they arrive there, and there's a crowd, and they don't have access to Jesus. Oh, man, what a bummer, right? So they arrive there, look, there's no more room. Hey, sorry, guy, on on the stretcher. Let's go back home. We tried. You know, it's whatever it will be. It's, I guess it was in God's will for you to be healed, so let's go back home. He tried. But you know what they did? They tried again. They sat back and they looked back and said, hey, um, there's a roof. Let's go on the roof. And they made a hole in the roof to get this guy to Jesus, right? They didn't quit. And sometimes when it comes to life, our relationship, even the church, we face obstacles and we say, well, I've tried. You know, I've tried hard. I tried. I prayed and God never answered my prayer. You know, I've tried in my marriage to fix things and it's not working. I tried to get involved in the church. I got hurt. I tried. I tried. I tried. But you got to try again. Can you tell your neighbor to try again? Try again. You know, when you're caught up with urgency, you try again. Listen, when you're caught up with urgency, you try again because there's too much at stake. There's too much to happen. There's too much things that needs to happen. Your marriage is too valuable. Your relationships are too valuable because it has a domino effect. The church is too important. The cause of the kingdom is too important. And what happens sometimes, we start and then we throw the towel and then we go back and we say, you know, it's not working. Come on. You know, come on. We need to have the sense of urgency. My prayer this morning is that the, the, the level of urgency would arise in your heart to respond to God's call, to respond to what is before you. And you know what? Like I said, the sense of urgency brought them together beyond their preferences, beyond their differences. I think it's so cool. I like this quote that Jesus, this quote that I read before many years ago, I can't, I can't remember who wrote it, but it says, um, live as though Christ died yesterday, be caught with his love, rose today, be, be filled with his power, and coming tomorrow. And coming tomorrow. When's the last time that we've ta- thought about the return, of, return of, the return of Christ? When's the last time that we thought about that Jesus is coming soon? Jesus is coming soon. 
And, and, and that was essential in the message of the Gospels and the epistles of Paul. Jesus said, I'm going to come back. And also in the epistles, it talks about the return of Christ. Jesus is coming soon. And sometimes we lose that urgency, right? We lose the thought or the fact that he's coming back soon. Um, one of the, I like to talk to, uh, I don't do premarital counseling anymore, but when I hear about couples that are getting married in church, I like to ask them before they get married, like a month or two months before when I, when I meet them, wherever, and I ask them, so when are you getting married? And their eyes are all lit, right? We're getting married on such, such day, and, and they know how many days left or how many months, or there's a countdown, and they're all pumped, right? They're all lit up for that wedding day. And, and uh, then I asked them, probably not the best question, so are you ready? And uh, most of the couples say, yeah, but most of the time it's the lady that answers that. The, the guy's kind of somewhere else. He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> and, 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 and you ask them, so, so are you ready? And, and most of them say, yeah, we're getting there. And, and there's a rush. There's a focus, right? And, and, and they got things to do. And it's it's going to be a great day, you know? It's the same thing with me and you when it comes to our faith. We're, we're engaged with Jesus. There's going to be this wedding day it's coming soon. It's going to be awesome. We'll see him face to face. But he's coming back. Like the story of the ten wise and foolish virgins. Ten was wise and ten were foolish. Ten were filled with, uh, with urgency and ten were not. And the thing is, when it comes to a prep to meet Jesus, am I thinking about that? Is that a conversation I have around my, my table that Jesus is coming? And I think that when I'm aware of the coming of Jesus, it brings a sense of urgency, really. Really, it's sometimes we don't, honestly, I don't talk enough about it. And, and, and sometimes I, I look at my own life, when I look at this topic of urgency, I say, man, sometimes I'm not living with urgency. I'm just doing life. I get caught in the mundane of life, the business of this and business of that, and urgency doesn't arise in my heart. And I look back at the early church. They were driven with urgency because they believed that Jesus was coming. And we don't know when he's going to be coming. We, we don't know exactly when it's going to come, but we know the times. We, we, can, we can feel uh, that the landscape of our nation is changing, of this world is changing. But at the same time, is we, we're called to live with that mindset that he's coming back soon. And that brings, brings me back to my mission. It brings me back to my love for him. It brings me back to live a life that honors him. And I think that's very important, right? It's very important. At the same time, I'm not saying that we're called to feel, be filled with anxiety and fear, right? You're not called with, to live with fear. You're called to live with peace, inner peace. Can you tell your neighbor that peace is huge? Peace is huge. You want to have peace inside of you. But that doesn't remove the urgency. That doesn't remove the ur urgency that, we ha that, that is upon us to do what we're called to do. And I just pray that that would arise in our hearts, right? Urgency happens, three things. Urgency happens when I see the needs. Urgency happens when I see the needs. I need to see the needs. There's so many needs right now just in this place. And there's a lot of needs. Most of the needs can be met between each other. There's so many needs in our community. There's so many needs in our world. And one of the things that sometimes we do is we look at our toes, we look at our feet, and we don't look up, and we forget that this world is in need, and we don't live with urgency. If you look at John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus gives us a snapshot of urgency because he lived with urgency. 
He said, my food, my, my purpose, what feeds me, what makes me happy, what completes me, said Jesus, is through the will of him who sent me and finished his work. And when he says finish his works, he understands, he knows it's about his death he's talking about. He knows that it's going, to be, it's going to be suffering and it's going to be hard. He knows that man will betray him. He knows that he's going to die. He's going to be crucified. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. He knew it was going to happen, but he says, my, my will, uh, my, my desire, my food, is, is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Look what it says after. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? And uh, because the harvest was to co- supposed to come four months later. Imagine for those that are farming, right, here. Uh, imagine if you did not know that the harvest is now, but you thought that the harvest is in four months from now. You plan in four months, but it's happening now. I think the farmers would freak out, right? If you're farming, you would freak out. If you would see, ah, it's harvest time. I'm not prepared. So what Jesus was saying here, live with urgency, Because what you think is going to happen in four months may happen now. You don't know what God wants to do in your season now. The thing that you want to do is to look up. And that's what he says in this verse. He says, I tell you, open your eyes and look. In the Greek it says, look up, lift up your head at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Wow. That's a sense of urgency, right? So my prayer is that we would have this urgency bubble in our hearts that we would see that our eyes would be open to what God is up to because God is up to something. Amen? He's up to something, so I want to see it. In Matthew 25, verse 40, it gives us a story or this, this image of the sheep and the goat, right? And in verse 40, it says, The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. So the sheep are standing before the Lord, and they don't really understand. Like, Okay, they don't really understand what happened between the two, the sheep and the goat. And Jesus said, when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you came to me. And and the goats are totally not aware of, when, Lord, when? When when were you sick? He said, when you did it to the least of my brethren, you did it unto me. And and so, so, so that really talks to me about living with urgency, and and to respond to God's call because that's, you know what? That's what a Christian means. A Christian lives with urgency because of his calling. A Christian doesn't coast and doesn't do life. A Christian responds to God's call because that's what God wants to do. This is his heart. This is what matters to him. Like there's an urgency of speaking life, of building each other up. Like I said, the one day I just shared a while ago. Like there's some people here today, it might be your one day. Or maybe you're going to be going to work next week, uh, tomorrow, and you'll meet someone that is struggling or is going through a rough time, and you're going to be there speaking life, and it can be their one day. Because we don't know 
when people will have their one day. But I want to be aware of that, that the people I meet, it can be their one day where God touches them, where God reveals himself to them, where God saves them, where God answers their prayer. I want to be a vessel for God. So I want to live with urgency. I want it to be real in my heart. I just don't want to do life going from A to B and think that that's what Christianity is all about. It has to be more than that. So my prayer is that if we embrace urgency, I believe it's going to bring a way more unity because we'll be focused on what God has in store, right? I like what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. It says, For Christ's love compels us, pushes us forward, because we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and, raised, and was raised again. So here it says that we're called to be compelled by Christ, and we're called to live for him and live beyond beyond our lives. So there's a need to see the needs, right? And my, my prayer is that you would ask God, help me to see the needs. Help me to see the needs, the people that are around me. That I would not be just caught up in my world, but there would be a sense of urgency. Imagine if you start your day tomorrow and say, God, who, who, who do you want me to meet? I, I know that you are at work right now, you're on a mission, and your desire is to see humanity turn to you. God, you want, do you want to use me today? Can you use me today for my marriage, to speak life, to make a difference? It's, it's, it's to say, hey, I have this chance. I have this opportunity to make a difference. I want to seize it. I want to live it. I want to experience it. If that would be the case of all of us, it's unreal and amazing what could happen, right? So, so I pray that urgency would be in our hearts. So secondly, urgency happens when we discern the time we live in. When we discern the time that we live in. Um, Right now, it's my turn at the bat. I have one presence. I don't have 20. I have one presence. What will I do? I, I, I'm called to desire to hit that ball. That is God's will. And to, to see the will of God be done. I, I need to see that. I have one shot, one life. I'm driven with this. And you hear me talk a lot about that. I'm driven with this thought that we have one life and to go beyond our fears and our limitation and, and not to be handicapped. And even though there's not room in a house, even though it's busy, there must be a way, God. There must be a way. You want more. You are at work. You want to do stuff. You want to reveal yourself. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that. I need to realize that I have this window right now, this window, this short window. My life is so short, and I know yours is so short too. I have just that window to make a difference. So I, I need to live with urgency. Amen? I need to live with urgency. I, I, it has to spark my heart. It, there's no time to lose. You look at the landscape of our nation. It's changing so rapidly. It's a funnel approach. I look at raising our kids in the ways of God. It's, it's way worse than when I was a kid. The challenges, morality in this world. You know, we, we got to realize the seasons that we're in. And like Keith Green says, church, don't fall asleep in the light. Be awake because of the time we live in. Like, it's a great opportunity to, to move and see the progress of God's kingdom. Like, I, like, this last decade, we saw more people come to the Lord than the whole history of the church combined. The next decade will be the same thing. God is on the move. God is at work. And one of the things that needs to happen in the church is a sense of urgency. 
You know, urgency, yeah, God, this is the time. This is your day. This is a season to step in what God has in store. Now look at the story of Luke chapter 14, where uh, the king invites people to his banquet. And uh, so he sends messengers, and he went to see this first guy, and this guy says, you know, I got new oxen. He's got new combines. <laughs> He's got new, new tools. And he says, well, no, I'm not ready because I, I've got to take care of my oxen. And, and then the other servant goes to this other guy, and he says, I, I just got married. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I just got married. Another one is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working in my fields. I'm busy. Uh, I've got things to take care of. And, and the king was hurt because it was an invitation of the king. And they've missed that. They've missed that urgent call. Like the king was inviting them to go forward, to come to his house, to, to experience the banquet, and they were busy. So we don't want to be caught in a place where we lose sense of the urgency. Uh, Act chapter 13, verse 36 says, talks about David. When David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. Notice that when it comes to Christian and even in the Bible, nobody seems to die. They all fall asleep. Because this is the truth. They don't die. You just sleep. You just move on. The concept of death to the soul is not biblical. We live forever in the presence of God and reality of God or separated from God. And that's called hell. Right? So we never, we, we, we never die. We just sleep. We just continue so when you die, you don't, when you, when you pass away in the body, you don't die. You just sleep. You just move forward. And it says here, he fell asleep and he was buried with his fathers and his body decayed. His body decayed, but his soul lived. It just moved on to, to another place, right? So, so, so that's the concept here. I'll talk about that in a moment. It's a concept of eternity. It's, it's to be driven with urgency to serve God's purpose in my generation, my generation. We're one generation away of not seeing anybody follow the Lord. It has been like that through the history of the church. So, so the thing is, I want to make a difference in my own generation. David did. Was David perfect? No. But he pursued God's purpose. He was a man according to God's heart. He loved God. He, he was a man like us. But he pursued the plans that God had for him. Because he served God's purpose. He fulfilled the plan of building the temple. God had a plan, was to dwell in Israel. And David was part of that. David brought all the 12 tribes unified. God used them to do that. But he, what he did is that he fulfilled his purpose in his generation. Like I said, when it comes to our kids, so much work to do. That's why we have this here. This is why, you know, the reality, if I just share you my heart, when we have all these classes of, of hearing God, spiritual gift class, uh, the set free, all of that, it's to equip you. Because in 15 years from now, I don't know if it's going to be legal to do this. You see? And if I'm not equipped, if I don't, as a pastor, have this urgency, you see? This urgency of you being trained for what is to come. Because the landscaping is changing. Christ is victorious. The church is victorious. But at the same time, there's a battle going on. Right? So we want to live with that urgency of, of, of working with the Lord and seeing and discerning the time that we live in. Thirdly, urgency happens when eternity influences us. 
Urgency happens when eternity influences us. We have bills to pay and soccer practice to attend, right? Homework to do, and we've got some work to do and lots to take care of. But i got to remember that eternity is real. I was reading a TED, I was reading, I was watching a TED Talk from Candy Chang, and she was talking about the effect of death. And she's not a believer. She was talking about how death influences people, how death should influence us when it comes to doing life. And, and she said this, thinking about death will clarify your life. And it really rocked me inside. I, I had to pause and, 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 and listen to that. That, that left, that death will clarify life. That if I think that death is never going to happen and, and, and I just live my life, I, I'm living a lie because death is going to happen and that should influence my life on what's important. And, and she's an unbeliever. For more being a believer, when you know that death is coming and you know that people will have to face God, you know that you will have to face God, it brings a sense of urgency, right? So it's important for us to realize that this is just a journey. We're just passing by. But we're passing by, listen, we're passing by with a mission. We're passing by with a mission. So there, there's a need for urgency. I, I like how Paul lived his life in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. He says, Though I'm free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those, uh, to those not under the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. Listen to this. I, am, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. That was his, his life. I look at this, that's urgency, right? Adapt, focus on the people, live for a bigger cause than his life. So, so my challenge to you this morning as I wrap up is that I really believe that to see unity, there needs to be urgency. If we see the urgent call of ministering to one another, if we see this, if we understand the sense of call that we have by the Lord, I, I believe it brings us together. Because when you're focused on the mission, all the details are not important. Because what really matters is the mission, what God has in store for us. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never submitted your life to Jesus, or maybe you heard about Jesus when you were in Sunday school but you've never followed him. You, you've never really fully opened the door to Jesus. You, you know, you, you, you know Christ is real, but it never became personal. Like, it's an urgent call. Don't say no to God. He's right here right now, and you live in the year of the Lord's favor, the year of grace, and he wants to come into your life. Please say yes to him. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're not living with urgency you're just coasting by as a Christian. I invite you to ask the Holy Spirit just to put a flame into your heart, to, to open your eyes to the needs, open your eyes to, to the season, the times you're living in, and open your eyes to eternity, that you would be driven by urgency 
because of the call that God has placed on your life, because you're all called by God. We're all called by God. We've got to put away the thought that just a selected few are called by God, just a selected few clergy are called by God. We're all called by God. And God has a plan for us, and He wants to work through our lives. But I believe that we need to have this awakening in our hearts. Urgency should be bubbling and alive in our hearts. And my prayer is that you would say, God, you stir my heart up this morning with urgency. You move in my life in a new way. I believe the Holy Spirit is here, and I believe supernaturally that it can be a turnaround in your heart as you open up. You know, if I open the door, listen to this, if I open the door of, to God this wide, He's going to come in this wide. But if I swing the door wide open and I say, God, I surrender to you, He's going to take what you give Him. So my prayer, it's, up to, it's really the ball is in our car. My prayer is that you would go all out for God and say, God, stir my heart to my calling. May I live a life of urgency. Amen? I would ask you to stand. Father, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for the gospel. It's an urgent matter. Father, I remember when the gospel came into my house, how it changed me, how it empowered me. Father, I don't want to just do life and coast through life. I want to see urgency in my heart when it comes to your will. When it comes to people around me, when it comes to the window of opportunity that I have, and when it comes to eternity, Lord, I want to live knowing and remembering eternity. You're coming soon. And I want to live like you're coming soon. I want to prepare myself for that awesome winning day. I want to be excited about you. And I want to bring as many people as possible to experience that awesome wedding day of you and the church, Jesus. So I present myself to you this morning. Stir my heart up. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I invite you right now to say, I give you my life, Jesus. Maybe you walked away from your faith. Say, Jesus, I come back to you. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Just, just repent. Just turn your heart to God. Just, just acknowledge your wrong and receive freely with no condemnation the love of God. And wherever you are in this journey of life, just ask God to stir up your heart. I'll give you just a moment to do that. Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.